My name is McKenna Powell, and I'd like to welcome you to the Malcolm Star Teacher Spotlight for our fourth week of release. This week, we have our second special guest of the series. Our special guest spotlight is Mrs. Pollock, our high school English and writing teacher. Welcome, Ms. Pollock. Go ahead and introduce yourself. My name is Bree Pollock, but obviously most students know me as Miss Pollock. I've been English teacher here for 17 years. Um, I've also coached cross country over those 17 years. Um, I was assistant coach for cross country, I guess, me the first four or five years that I was here but ever since I've been head coach. Uh, did a little bit of coaching with drama and speech when I first came, but um, wasn't necessarily good at that, I guess. <laughs> My talent was always in running, so um, kind of stuck with that. Have you ever been on a podcast before? I have been on a podcast, I know, um, maybe a couple years ago or so. I've been interviewed, you know, for cross-country or, you know, various stuff like that for the school. Great. Okay. Now let's get into the questions of the week. Are you ready? Sure. First up we have, if you had a class pet, what would it be? Definitely a hamster or maybe a bunny, something fuzzy. I just, something that you can like pick up and hold and, you know, fuzzy things are comforting to me and so sometimes you need a little bit of comforting things, you know in the middle of your work day and so and I feel like it fuzzy things make you happy <laughs> so that's what I do for my class pet do you think your students would like having a class pet uh, I think some would I think some you know they probably wouldn't care much one way or another but I think some would like it why not yeah did you have any teachers that had class pets that you can remember oh yeah definitely my preschool teacher had a class hamster and um, on Fridays when we would have our last day, whoever was considered the most behaved in the class that week would get to take the hamster home and take care of it over the weekend and then bring it back on Monday. And so I remember being able to take the hamster home one weekend and I was so excited um, because, you know, obviously I was a little kid and I got to take the class hamster home to take care of it. So, yeah. Were there any funny or weird memories with these class pets? Mm, not really. I, I guess I just think remembering, I hope that it doesn't die on my watch or else the class is going to hate me on Monday. <laughs> um, but no, there's nothing weird that ever really happened. Is there any pet you absolutely wouldn't have as a class pet? Um, probably a piranha. I, I had a piranha when I was in college named Jaws. And I remember my friends coming over and they would try to put their hands in the tank to see if he would come and bite their fingers. Um, and so I have a feeling that if I had that kind of class pet, that there would be tons of students sticking their hands in the tank and trying to, you know, do the same thing that my, my friends would try to do. And that seems like a, a liability. <laughs> yeah. Next up we have, if you could teach another subject, what subject would it be? Mm, definitely art. Love art. 
Not that I'm, you know, great at it, but I always have fun with it and doing projects with my kids. And so I think it'd be kind of fun to, you know, teach kids how to paint or draw and create things. So yeah, I, that would definitely be the second thing I teach. Not that I'm qualified though. <laughs> Do you have any teachers that you remember in the art subject that influenced you to like it so much? Um. Not really. When I was in high school, I wasn't really into the art stuff because, um, you know, a lot of the art classes were during periods where I had core classes or something that I absolutely had to have. So I really didn't get into art until college. Um, and I, so I guess it was probably my college professor, and I don't remember what his name was, but I remember my drawing one class I absolutely fell in love with. And um, on the weekends, I would go down to the art building and work on my art project. And, you know, it was, it was always so relaxing to go down there for a few hours. And so I guess probably, probably college is where I really fell in love with it. Now I'll go back to the reverse question. Is there any subject you absolutely wouldn't teach? Math. I stink at math. Nope. No math. I, you know, sometimes I can't even help my, my kids with their math, you know, probably since they were in the fourth grade. <laughs> it's been kind of a challenge for me. So yeah, math, no. Great. Okay. Now our last question is, have you ever had a class argument? Oh yeah. Yeah, I had a class argument. Um, you know, two kids, I don't even remember what happened, but yep, I've had class arguments and you kind of just have to um, either get humorous about it to kind of get the tension down in the room or, it, you know, if it worse comes to worse, you have to send them to the office and just say, you know, you're going to have to deal with it there. Let, you know, Mr. Adams uh, kind of talk it out with you. And so, yeah, I generally will try humor to kind of get things down a little bit but yeah if that doesn't work or if you know I feel like it's gotten too far for me to handle that's when you call in the big guns right call in Mr. Adams and and get him get him to help out is there any other ways you try to prevent or control the arguments like this um you know I I have to say there aren't a whole lot of arguments that happen um, if they do, it's because it's something that's happened, you know, before they've come in the room. And so it's, you know, putting out those fires as they come in and saying, okay, get focused, you know, let's leave it out there. Let's, you know, focus in on what we're supposed to do for today. Um, you know, and so that's one thing, or if it is something that I feel like, you know, Let's say when we're talking about persuasive writing, either writing nine or English 10, um, you know, if I think there are any, if there are going to be any hot button issues that come up during, you know, our discussion of topics, I'll generally give them a forewarning that, you know, give them the talk about respect. Um, you know, the fact that everybody has opinions that we might not agree with. But we have to remember, especially going out into the real world, there needs to be um, awareness that having different opinions is okay. And to show respect to people despite their opinions is of the utmost importance. Um, and so, you know, I'll try to tackle things beforehand if I foresee something being an issue. What's your opinion on controlled in-class debates? 
Um, I think it's it's good. Um, I think it's probably the best way to handle things, at least at this age, because um, you know I think we all have a tendency to get to the point where we let our emotions get the best of us, especially when we're so passionate about a topic. And I think as a teacher at this age level, it is my job to teach students how to healthily talk through hot button issues or talk about, you know, something that's going on in the novel that might be, you know, a possible debate topic. But I think at least, like I said, at this age, it's important to make sure they understand how to deal with conversations respectfully. And, and that takes guidance. That takes a lot of, you know, um, instruction and, and rules and regulations. Have ever conducted a successful in-class debate or even an unsuccessful one? I like to say most of them are successful. I rarely have ever had students that have ever, you know, at least not in my recollection, have ever gotten out of hand and upset to the point where they need to be dismissed or, you know, sent to the office or, you know, talked to outside of the class. Um, I would like to think, you know, that most of the time students, especially once I've kind of set the guidelines and rules, that they understand. They understand what it means to be respectful to others, what it means to be willing to listen to someone else without attacking. And I really feel like the students that I've worked with have always done a good job of that and have been very open to following whatever rules and guidelines I have established for a particular debate or discussion. So, you know, the students are really good. Yeah. What are some topics, or can you think of any topics, that have triggered comments amongst your students? Um, you know, typically some things, you know, it comes out, you know, in Frankenstein, um, you know, or when we get into persuasive units, um, there are various topics that come up. You know, Frankenstein always deals with, um, you know, the social outcasts and this creature that's being bullied. And so, of course, bullying comes up with that. Um, Hamlet, you know, deals with this character that is contemplating life and death. You know, what does it mean to take my own life? And if I would, what would happen? And so then, yeah, suicide, of course, gets brought up. Um, you know, when you talk about persuasive writing, um, that's always going to be uh, bringing up issues, you know, whether it is things like the death penalty, for example. Um, and so, yeah, there's definitely some issues that are harder to talk about and to bring up with others. But like I said, you know, if you establish guidelines and set the precedents um, for what they're about to get into, what they're about to hear, um, or set the precedents for what you know, my expectations are on the discussion. Um, the students do a really good job of abiding by that and staying respectful and, and talking in a way that I feel doesn't
close people off or get people upset. Yeah, cool. Do you have any favorite topic to like talk about, debate, discuss on your own or with other students? Uh, not necessarily. I guess, you know, whenever we get into persuasive units, um, you know, I always kind of use examples of, you know, uh, school uniforms. And so that's always kind of fun to hear students, you know, with their comments, you know, what they would think if Malcolm would try to enact um, putting school uniforms, you know, um, up for debate. And so that's always kind of a, a fun one that I like to talk about. But, you know, I anything that, you know, can get them talking um, genuinely, um, I'll I'll typically go to. Um, I want students to feel interested in topics and so you know that's one reason why you know for instance like I mentioned earlier you know the death penalty when I'm um, talking about persuasive writing you know to have those topics where students actually have an opinion and they actually care about what their opinion is um, those are those are the ones that I kind of like to um, hear about, you know, and, and you get to know your students on a one-on-one -on -one basis, too, when you get to hear what their attitudes and opinions are about stuff like that. Great answers. Anything else you'd like to add, Ms. Pollock? Oh, gosh. You know, I like I said, the main thing is, is getting students to care about the topics um, and not feel like it's, okay, I have to, you know, decide um, or debate on who is my favorite president? You know, though that can be fun if you really have a president that you like, um, you know, you don't always get students that are giving genuine answers. You know, they're going to be giving answers that, you know, I feel like they want the teacher to hear from, you know, as far as, as their responses. I, I want them to be genuine, but of course, um, to get those genuine responses, uh, reminders of what it means to be genuine in a respectful way is, is kind of key. Okay, well, thank you for attending my podcast. As of next week's podcast, we'll have more great teachers coming into the spotlight. If you have any questions about what else to expect from this podcast, you can refer to my first release. Thank you for watching this week's release of The Malcolm Star, and I hope to see you back for our next week's spotlight.